Hello, and welcome to Rocket's Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. I'm Simone de Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Brianna Wu. I'm panicking, I'm panicking, because we're on camera and I'm trying to do this without looking. We can turn oh, the camera God. off. We don't have Executive to do director it. of Rebellion Pack, and Christina mm-hmm. Warren, senior developer advocate at GitHub. Um, maybe we fantastic yeah, work. Well, I was looking, I was reading it because I panicked doing <laughs> Breeze, which is the one that I always remember. And then I was like, I'm never going to get through Christina's. Also, Christina's wearing a very scary clown mask. You can't see it, but it's it's terrifying. <laughs> it's so, so true. Moment. I don't know why yeah. she decided to do that tonight, but like, <laughs> I support you, Christina, in your self expression. But I do yeah. find this a disconcerting podcasting experience. I have to say. Eh. Um, listeners, it is not a clown mask, but it is a Lisa Simpson for president T-shirt uh, or sweatshirt that is actually legitimate. <laughs> I wish I was made, I wish I was lying about that, but it is actually a Lisa Simpson for president sweatshirt. Goodness gracious! All right, we have got a heck of a show for you tonight. I will say up top, we we talked about this briefly last week. Last week was episode four twenty. And we didn't do Ooh. anything to celebrate it genuinely. At least I didn't. Um, I don't no, know what Christina either. did. You didn't either. No. Um, I don't think Brianna no. did either. But this week, as Christina pointed out, is the actual anniversary of our very first episode. Woo! Oh my gosh. What is the map on that? I was, I was thinking about it today. Is it eight years? It's eight years. It's eight That's, years. Oh you guys. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with that on a personal level. You were a level. baby. You were a baby. I was a Simone literal like, baby. I sh- I shouldn't have been allowed to be online or to have a job. Uh, speaking about I was about actually twenty nine years old. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what was so? Which iPhone was out when we started the show? Which one was that? It was pre five um, C. I think it was because the five C no, I got right after we started the show. It was must have been the right. four or the five. I think it was the five S. I think it was the five S, five C. I think yeah, because 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 the six was yeah. So so you so the five S, five C had just come out. Okay, really, it okay. just came out. Wow. Yeah. So so I, because I those like- came out in, in September of twenty fourteen, and then we started our podcast in twenty fifteen. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised by that because I in my memory I got it. No, I'm pretty sure that they weren't out yet because I remember like calling T-Mobile when the 5C like first went on pre-order. I think maybe we're a year off. <laughs> no, no, no. Because it was the first that iPhone that was... I ever bought. No, the 5C was 2013. Well, I'm not going to do this math right now. What matters <laughs> is that we've been podcasting for a long time and it's riveting. Yeah. Our, our longtime listeners know and love hearing me attempt to do math live on air. Um, I will say. And, and, and self-correction, it was the six. The six was the phone. The six, the six S, the, the, not the six S, the six, the six plus were the phones that were out in, when, when we were doing our show. Right, oh. because Apple had sh- started shipping 64-bit chips. I remember that because it was right. such a development hurdle for us. Right, for games. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, there it is. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Important information so, so for <laughs> Yes. But uh, anyway, it's, 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 it's been eight years is, is all we're trying to say. Simone yes. was like a literal child. Um, I was 29. Um, and in eight years, I'll also be 29. So, like, that's the one thing that that's won't change. The one, yeah, the thing that is most beautiful to me about our friendship is that you have been Brianna. So Brianna was steadfast. building video games. That's true. Um, Gosh, and that's not, true. Like, and, and not like running, you know, like the world with with, with the government <laughs> political stuff. God, I made totally a bad crazy. mistake moving from the game industry to politics. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a bad decision. I mean, politics will always be there for you. Is the great thing about yeah. that industry. Um, no, oh gosh, I, I had wanted to be thought. done. I wanted to be done. I, I just, oh god. You it's, heard it here it's... first, folks. Brianna Wu is an anarchist. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. 
I'm just <sighs> saying, like, with games, you get to, like, learn something new and build something every single day. Mm, and with yeah. this job, it's raise money and what's the emergency and, you know, donate some candidates. You ask the same questions. It's the same BS. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like my job. I'm just saying I, I miss being able to create things more mm. when I was working as a game developer. That is my favorite part of like creating videos as well is that like you can set a task for yourself and accomplish mm -hmm. that task. And it's a very like concrete step by step right. thing. And uh, fixing the country <laughs> <laughs> seems like a longer timeline for a project. I tend to pick fights I can't win. I don't know That's if you've tough. noticed that. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> well, we are going to spend tonight doing uh, what we love, which is talking about Apple products uh, and Logan Paul again, um, yes. and then a potential scamster, a potential fintech scamster, alleged question mark, someone who's being sued. Exciting. Uh, then in our booster segment, Christina has threatened to tell us something about uh -huh. Glee. Yeah, you, you you said just let me tell you about this three part. And then I saw the word glee and I was like, I don't need to know more. I, right. I, I will listen. I will listen to whatever you're yeah. putting down. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, about the, the price of glee, the uh, questionable on many levels, uh, discovery ID, discovery plus uh, series that, yeah, three parts. Anyway, um, I watched it so you don't have to. So <gasps> subscribe to our, our, uh, our boosties program and then you can like save yourself three hours. You can check that out at relay.fm slash yeah. membership. It's an a la carte subscription service for the podcast that you love. Uh, before we get into the meat of our first topic tonight, I will mention that like, as of today, some 18,000 Amazon workers and 10,000 Microsoft workers are in the process of losing their jobs. Those stories are still ongoing, and I think we don't feel like comfortable talking about them tonight, but huge solidarity to anyone who has lost their job today or who knows yeah. someone who's lost their job. I know the tech industry is very small people, well, not very small with those numbers, but like people know each other. People have worked in the same company. So um, huge. Yeah. That's, it just sucks. So especially it, the comics really team, that's just, it's like, God, yeah. that's, that's been yeah. around like talking on a show that's been around for eight years. Like that's when comicsology basically came out and like revolutionized digital comics. And, that whole team is just destroyed. So very <sighs> sad day today. Probably a Definitely. topic for a future show. Uh, but for yeah, now, yeah, for sure. But but yeah, just want to put give my thoughts out there to especially all the Microsoft um, people. Just whether you survived or not, like this is really rough. So our thoughts are with you. Let us talk about some Apple products. We yes. have a resurrection in the house. <laughs> is the HomePod in the room with us? <laughs> right now, she lives the HomePod. She is coming back. The HomePod second gen, Apple is releasing it for $299, $299, which is a price drop from the original, which came out in 2018. This new model will support the Thread Wireless Protocol and the Matter Smart Home Standard, which means it can work with compatible accessories as well. It joins its small sibling, the HomePod Mini, uh, which is also still with us. And ships February 3rd. Uh, all in all, it has less tweeters and microphones than the original HomePod, according to The Verge. One imagines it's been a few years since that device came out, so maybe it doesn't matter? Question mark. The reviewer over at that outlet uh, said, to them, it sounds pretty much the same, but I think we're still waiting for side-by-side -side comparisons. Apparently, Apple did not uh, let them do a, like, listen to one, then listen to the other kind of situation. Uh, the new HomePod can adjust how it plays sound based on whether it's against a wall or whether it's in the middle of a room. It can also pair with a second, second-gen HomePod to create a stereo pair or work as uh, speakers for a TV, but not, crucially, with a first-gen HomePod. <laughs> Cast those devices into the fire, said Apple. Uh, new features that are built into this device, uh, temperature and humidity sensors, uh, which are available for customer use for the first time in a HomePod device. I guess the Mini Theor maybe has them, but customers can't use those. Uh, Apple says that a future update will let the HomePod notify you via iPhone if it detects smoke or carbon monoxide, which is interesting. Put a pin in that. 
Uh, the original HomePod sold for $349 on launch. It then got a $50 price drop a year later and then was discontinued in 2021. So oh. it has, a, but but Apple said, no, we, we're not going to let the dream die. You She's can't coming kill back. the HomePod. You can't kill it. You can try. But that HomePod's going to keep coming like the Terminator T-800 in Terminator. with uh, us. Really Terminator 2 more than Terminator 1 because it's Brianna, it's did you or yes. did you not purchase this very device I have, as soon as you were able to? I have. She, she, she's like, yeah, I was going to say, how many have you ordered already? I have three of the full-sized ones and oh five. Right. I have an actual home. I have an actual home with like this is no, so true, and, right? No, 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 I, I, no. I get that. I, I'm not not criticizing sure. that. I'm I'm criticizing the, the choice of HomePod. I just <laughs> wanted to know, like, <laughs> that, that's what I'm criticizing. But no, no, no. But, but how how many I of the new ones Apple have you ordered? Music. I pay for Apple Music, and it's like if I'm working so in the garage, I. I want to be able to just say Siri, play this song, and it's it's great. I I use it all the time. I have no regrets about this whatsoever. And we feel, I, I remember us talking about this before, because obviously you are the HomePod fan on this <laughs> show. My recollection yep. of it is the sound quality is not like with you, what you would get with a Sonos, but that it is perfectly fine. No, it's better. It's actually slightly better. It, it is it, It's better. actually the opposite. It's better. Really? Yeah, because I have both. So, so I'm, the, I'm the one who's critical of it, because I bought both. So when the first HomePod came out for $350, Sonos ran a promo where you could get the Sonos One speakers that had Alexa built in as well as AirPlay 2 and, and all the other stuff um, where you could get two of them for $350. So I bought both. I bought both the original HomePod and I bought two Sonos speakers. And in my mind, for the money that I spent, and I stand by this, I know a lot of people disagree. And I'm very excited for them and their HomePods. I know Brianna's one of them. But for me, for my money, if I'm going to buy into one of these ecosystems, I think that I would rather spend $350 on two Sonos speakers than on one HomePod because the software is better, but mm-hmm. that's that's like that, that that's my feeling. This is baffling to me because I know that you already you you live in the Apple ecosystem, girl. I do. <laughs> I, I, I I I live in the Apple ecosystem, and and this is my this is my one critique of the HomePod. Um, I think it sounds fantastic. Siri completely lets it down. Uh, the new okay. ones will support Matter, which is the new um, uh, 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 IoT standard that basically everyone is supporting that's going to maybe finally give us interoperable devices and be really good. So the new one does support Matter, which means that it will talk to the rest of your smart devices, which are usually not HomeKit without having to run through a, yeah. a bunch of gyrations. And that's good. And look, I, I do subscribe to Apple Music and I prefer it, but I also subscribe to to Spotify and sometimes I want to listen to things from Audible and sometimes I want to listen to things from Amazon and sometimes I might want to listen to things from iPlex or other services. And I can do all of that with Sonos, with um a, you know, a HomePod. You've got Apple Music. They have a couple other services, but like there's no Spotify support, which for me for a three hundred dollar music player is kind of a deal breaker. But that is kind of bad, yeah. actually. I'm just doing some math. So this is the it's the new device is selling for the price drop de- uh, yes. cost of the OG HomePod. Brianna, how yeah. do you feel so, about that as a as a deal? Like, do you feel like that's I mean, fair? I, mean, I think it was very clearly overpriced. This is, I mean, it's just I I, I have reasonable expectations of how good any speaker is going to be. Like for my home theater setup out there, you know, I've got. You know, seven speakers around for surround sound, right? I don't expect my HomePod to be like a, a high fidelity stereo system. What I do expect it to do is like when I'm cooking to be able to say, hey, Siri, set a timer for. I'm not going to finish that because I don't want to set people's <laughs> off. I want to be able to set a cooking timer and I want to be able to listen to music and the news yeah. and YouTube and all that stuff while I cook. And then if I'm like going to a different room and I'm working on my car, I just want to go. Hey Siri, play playlist, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it's just I I get that there's a more granular discussion to be had about sound quality between these devices. I just, I mean, for my use case, I don't care. I just want a big loudspeaker that works with Siri. Which I totally I totally respect. Is not a headache, and that's it. I mean, this is why yeah. I buy into the Apple ecosystem. I don't care that much. <laughs> right. You know? Well, and, and again, the, the sound quality is on a single one is better than on a single Sonos. Um, sure. Uh, like that, that's absolutely true. So the, 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 the um, HomePod has, the big one has better sound quality. My only thing is 
I think that I would have a lot less problems with this. I think $300 is better than $350. I think it should be $200 because mm. even though it is or, or at least $250, I think that $300 is still too high because of the the class of speaker that it's, it's competing against. I don't think it's twice as good as the Sonos. I just don't. Um, I, is it better than the Sonos? Yes, in terms of sound quality. But the the other stuff like you know and and look I'm not even going to compare it to the the, the Google um, Home or, or the um, uh, Echo devices because I don't think they're even in the same category. I think when you're looking at wireless speakers, you're looking at the HomePod and you're looking at Sonos. Um, I, I'm glad that they brought this back and I'm glad it's cheaper. I just feel like if they really wanted to take this category on, it reminds me a lot of the Apple TV, which again is one of the best in class devices. But I still think even though $150 is a lot better than 180, which was you know, three months ago, um, I think that uh, it should be cheaper. Like, I, I just, I, I, I think mm. that if they really wanted to embrace this, then then they should they should sell it for you know two hundred dollars because they've done a really good job with the AirPods um, on I think being the right price for the right market and blowing away the competition. And I think that if they did that with the HomePod, I would be willing to forgive a lot of the software things, but. Having said all that, I'm very happy for uh, Brianna. I'm curious if you're going to get more of them to add to your collection. Um, no, I and, mean, the, uh, and, the you smaller know, your thoughts ones are. are for, like, really small rooms. Like, the only, yeah. again, like, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm so trashy. I am. I wish I, I cared more. I don't. I have a good home theater setup. The, the main difference for me between the HomePod Mini and the full-size one is just volume. That That's mm-hmm. it. How big is the room? Uh, when you're cooking, it gets loud. You need a big one. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my bathroom, you know, if you want to listen to an audiobook over a faucet, you know, you need uh, a big one because the small ones are just not loud enough. My garage is big. I need a, a big one down there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's uh, the other cool thing they can do is this guy intercom feature. Like you can send an intercom to everyone in the house. Oh, that's we'll nice. Give a voice message. That's really cool. Um, that's really nice. It, it's just, uh, I, I, I have, I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all this is a good product the way the AirPods are a great product that everyone should buy, especially you, Simone. Uh, yep. I, I'm just saying it's it's Apple convenient. It's overpriced for what it is, but it's dead simple. It works. It does useful stuff, and that's really all I'm looking for. Do the Sonos speakers have the sort of like the the sensors that um, where they detect what kind of room they're yes. in and how they're positioned? Okay, they have that at that lower price as well. Yeah, it has the same thing. Yeah, I mean, Sonos has been in this game a lot longer. Um, I know what they're uh, doing. This isn't, this, isn't, this isn't to criticize Apple at all. Uh, again, like I only, I think that in this space, they are the only two competitors. I don't consider the, the Google stuff. Yeah, because the, the other more devices are stuff. more like smart they're, speakers, emphasis on the smart, less on the speaker. Exactly. Exactly. I will say one nice thing. If you do have a Sonos system, it does, uh, the, the newer ones do have AirPlay to support, which means that you can still use these together if you want to, and, and you can, you know, like have your multi-room set up. So if if you really like the Apple stuff, but you have invested in maybe some of the Sonos things, like they are a little bit interoperable, which is nice. But this is the first time I can recall, can, can either of you think of an example? I mean, I guess the MacBook Air, but I, I'm trying to think of another time when like Apple like canceled a product and brought it back, you know, a few years later. I think the MacBook Air is the last one I can remember. Or yeah. I guess maybe the iPad Mini. I've had many I've in had MacBook Mini Air. I've had Mini and MacBook Air, yeah. I'm not going to be the person who's going to remember this. Didn't they do that with the the uh, the 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 um the the yeah the Mac Mini? Did, did they did that with the Mac Mini for a while too? Didn't they? Well, that one hadn't been updated in a long time, but yeah, yeah but I can't remember. Like, it didn't I, really I don't think go it was actually. Away. It was just they yeah, emotionally exactly. did it with the Mac they Pro, the where Apple they never TV. actually did, but they yeah. felt like they had. They did it with the first gen Apple TV. The oh, first yeah? one was this huge, massive square yeah, was, thing, the same size as a it time was great. capsule. And then they brought yeah, it back it was as white. this little iOS device. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, the very first um, um, Apple TV ran Mac OS, actually. Now, both of you have mentioned the AirPods several times tonight. I did <laughs> threaten slash promise that I would buy them yes. live on Air buy tonight. Them. Buy them. Is you this a good to. time to be doing that? I think yeah, you should. Absolutely. All right. Should I do that while? Why wouldn't uh, this be a good time? What? I don't know. I don't know. I'll do it right now. Okay. I'm doing it right now. I'm opening up. So <laughs> we talked last week about, I, I don't remember why AirPods even came up last week. Um, obviously, I love the device, which you two the best purchased products for of the me. Year. 
best products of the year. That's what it was. Um, you two held me at, held me down uh, and <laughs> poured cold water on my head and threatened me and said, you'll use these AirPods or you'll die. And I said, please um, don't bully me. I found no. them for you for $50 off, by the way. I found them for $200 at Verizon. So I'm going to send this to our group chat. I was just going to buy them from the Apple store with my like Apple cash that I got from using my Apple card because I live in the okay, Apple well, ecosystem. Wanna... <laughs> well, well, you could use your Apple cash and, and pay for them at the Verizon store and save $50. Oh, my God. I could. Yeah. You're so smart. Uh, this is why I keep you around. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's been a couple years. I've dropped my AirPods several times a day um, since then. And uh, it's time for me to purchase new ones. So I will do that. Um, but now that I'm navigating a Verizon store, I will begin to announce the next topic while uh, I chat, uh, while I figure this out. <laughs> the Mac Mini is also getting a refresh. It's getting an M2 chip. It's getting a pro processor. This baby at its baseline, it'll have eight gigs of RAM, 256 gigs, oh my God, of storage. It's got HDMI, it's got Ethernet, it's got a headphone jack, it's got four USB ports, two USB-A, two USB-C. You can, of course, offer more money for more RAM, more storage, and more ports, as one does when one purchases technology. Hmm. Um... Just a little a little fun refresh for the Mac Mini, uh, a device that I personally have never interacted with. <laughs> However, how do, how do we feel about this? How do we feel about this happening, the presence of this device with this M2 chip? I, I don't know who buys the Mac Mini in 2022. Uh, if you're who out there, please the write the show and let us know your use case. Like, Oh, I, I know lots of people who do. do. Really? Like, tell me all about yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of software yeah. developers. Um, okay, so one of the most uh, popular use cases would be to use it if you're um, doing a lot of um, uh, builds for iOS or macOS apps. And so you want to use it as a build server. You want to be able to, you know, um, have multiple uh, parallel builds uh, going as part of your CI/CD workflow. But you want to have a dedicated machine to that. You don't want to have like a laptop that you've got to, you know, deal with. Like that's a really common use case, especially because other people could log into it and remotely use it to to set off the processes. So that's a big, big use case. And um, data centers use them that way like a ton. Um, I also see creative professionals who might not need something as full-featured as a Mac Pro or an iMac, but want to be able to have something that, again, they can plug into multiple monitors and and have all the time. So Can, can I, I say it, something super quickly yeah. on that? Someone was on Twitter today, and they bought the iMac, uh, the, the Mac Pro, and they were looking at uh, replacing with this Mac, and they just wanted to see how much Apple would give them for the Mac Pro. It was $907. Oh, and my God. And oh, my like God. like $20,000 on it. It was oh so crazy. That makes me sick. No. That's insane. Oh, no. No, you sell that stuff used. You do not go to Apple. No. Like you, you find you find professionals who will Horrendous. not give you a lot, but will give you more than that. Oh my God. Um, okay, so other use case would be people wanting home media servers. Um, like I've been, I'm actually thinking about getting one of the new ones uh, since uh, it can go to the Pro and the Max processor, um, and it can get more RAM than it had before. I'm actually considering getting one to like replace the two massive servers we have in our closet and just have it like run all of our media and our drives and stuff. Like I have the Synology stuff, but I could just use yeah, that literally as a storage say, array. You just use, like, I've got a huge I, Synology. I do. Yeah. I, 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 we have two big Synologies because I would rather, I want like a more modern front end for Plex and for some other things that the Synology would need to be updated for. And if I have to buy a new Synology unit, it's going to cost as much as a Mac mini, yeah. which would, but it'd be less powerful. So if I just need to use the storage array, like I, I don't necessarily need to, you know, buy a whole new thing. Um, so, but, but to your point, like, I think that it's like most people I think are better off with a laptop, but for the people who love their Mac minis, they love their Mac minis. And that, that's why I'm glad to see the update, especially with, if you go to the pro processor, it now makes it a lot more similar to a, a Mac studio, frankly, because you get two extra Thunderbolt four ports and, um, it can have um, more memory and, um, you know, uh, it's going to come in a, a few hundred dollars, um, cheaper, so that that I think is pretty great. I guess I, I mean I will I will completely <laughs> admit my my development skills are out of date on this. 
But it seems to me that back in the day, the the power throughput was the really big argument for not using like a MacBook Pro as a development machine. Like I I literally burnt up a twenty. 13 MacBook Pro just running renders and, you know, compiling stuff all day because the the heat dissipation on the Intel, uh, the Intel uh, motherboard, logic right. board rather, it just wasn't built for it. It, it seems to me if you're going to use like the, especially the ones with the, uh, the, the max chips in it for the new M2 max, I just, I'm not convinced that like the power differential, like your, your need for power is ever going to be that much different for Xcode to like justify that with a laptop versus a Mac. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just, no, well, I, I, well, yeah. again, I think it's more the use case. So it's, it's yeah. so the idea is, isn't so much like you couldn't use your laptop because your laptop would be fine. The idea is that multiple people are going to be running builds all the time and you want a dedicated build machine. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Or, or you're a single software developer, and again, like you want to have your laptop that you do all of your coding on. You want to have a dedicated build machine. Yeah. So this is something that that you can use. You can get for six hundred dollars. Um, starting out, you know, you'd probably be spending, you know, more than that. But like, you know, you you can um spend under a thousand dollars to have a machine you can plug into, you know, any mouse and keyboard, and then you can remote into and use as as a server to to do your build stuff. So for do it remotely, do it, have multiple people do it, do parallel stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. That That's, that's I think, really what the use case would be. To Sorry, close. I didn't mean to jump on your celebration, Simone. Apologies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> congratulations, Simone. Yay. To close out this topic, do either of you think the Mac Mini will make either our best of or worst of <laughs> lists at the end of uh, this year? No, no, but I'm excited. It about won't it. make any I might, might want okay. to get anyone. I, I know. I think because I think it's a good product. Again, yes. like I think that, that, that at this point, this is it's for if you if you're gonna get a Mac Mini, it's because you know you want a Mac Mini, right? Whereas everybody needs a laptop. This is one of those like if you need it, you know you need it. But if you don't, if you're having to ask the question, do I need this? The answer is almost certainly no. Mm. All right, all right. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by. Rocket money. Woohoo! Say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, a number which does not surprise me. For it, may, it might be that streaming service you bought just to watch one show on or that free trial that you never even used. Well, Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so that you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. And canceling subscriptions is just as, as easy as the click of a single button. Just find the subscription that you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year, which is, oh, not a small amount of money. Uh, I super enjoyed, I started using the, uh, the, subscription that they gave me uh so that i could try it out and tell you all about it uh it did genuinely like super easily without any you know time needing to pass look at my transactions and go these look like subscriptions do you want these and i was like oh my god no uh but more interestingly to me like over the last week i actually had an overdraft charge on my checking account um (laughs) because i tried to keep things minimal in there um, and it not only emailed me to like let me know about the charge, but it it also was like you should call the bank and protest that, which is something I would have never thought to do. But Rocket Money is like you should call them because often if you call, they'll refund you the charge, which is something I think like maybe someone has told me that years and years ago, but I would never think like oh god I should get on the phone. <laughs> they, but they told they they really they gave me advice and it was very very nice. Um, and I appreciated that. It's been like a super easy service to use. Um, and it just genuinely has been seamless. So I can't say anything like I can't give a stronger recommendation than that, which is that it is a painless way <laughs> to look at your flow, your flow of money and say, could I be doing better here? 
And Rocket Money will be like, I've identified the way, exact ways in which you could do better. And I'm telling you the, the easiest path forward for fixing your problems. <laughs> Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash rocket. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash rocket. Rocketmoney.com slash rocket. Our thanks to Rocket Money for their support of this show and Relay FM. Let's talk about Logan Paul again. Exactly. Oh. Brie, 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 you have the, the updates. Oh, fill us in. I'm so excited to talk about all of this. It's such a glorious to, mess. Do you want to take it or do you want me to do my I, thing? I would love to take this. So all right, hit it me up. finally happened. Logan Paul's lawyers like grabbed him by the throat and were like, look, buddy, you can't be saying this stuff. You're in legal jeopardy. You could lose the mansion. <laughs> it's all going to go away. So they like forced him to put uh, to take a step back and to issue an update and go, sorry, y'all. You know, I'm just a fighter. I just love to fight, and I got heated, and I put out those He's videos. He's a simple and, boy. Yeah, and accused uh, CoffeeZilla of being an internet criminal, whatever the hell that is supposed to mean. <laughs> so, so can I? You, yes, please, please. Can I provide the context? Yes. Of- the CoffeeZilla yes. versus Logan yes. Paul situation. Yes. So uh, last week we had talked about a different YouTuber making a video about Logan Paul's uh, one of Logan Paul's two NFT. I will call them schemes, although I could be using mm-hmm. another word you that could. starts with the SK sound from the <laughs> SK sound family, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which we are fond of using on this show. Anyway, uh, previous to don't that, don't sue us, Logan Paul. <laughs> please don't sue us. Uh, Coffeezilla, who is another YouTuber, had made like the definitive three part series on CryptoZoo, um, which was theoretically a game in Logan Paul's own words that people could play and make money. What? That's crazy. Uh, and it involved, you know, buying in with an NFT and then minting uh, this special zoo coin, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this incredible three-part series, which I definitely recommend watching, broke down every step of this that seemingly went wrong, including people in Logan Paul's own team who were, like, developing the game, involved in marketing the game, uh, doing things that looked bad, I, I'll say, in, in interest of not getting sued. Again, potentially criminal action. A lot of people lost money. Anyway. Logan Paul's initial response to this was to call CoffeeZilla a liar and, as Bree said, an internet criminal? Was that the phrasing? <laughs> yes, he did. Because he it was a one-party state for recording people, and he recorded a um, he recorded oh, a conversation no. and released it. It's like, yo, dude, I'm, I'm not sure Logan Paul went to journalism school, actually, or he <laughs> would know how one-party consent works for conversations. Anyways. So. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, so Logan initially had threatened to sue him. Uh, now, as Bree mentioned, he's walked it back and apologized, not on his first large millions and millions of subscribers YouTube channel, but on his second YouTube channel. Okay. And he has said that he will pay back everyone who still holds a crypto zoo egg, which is a very, I'm phrasing this quite deliberately because it does not include people who initially purchased and sold these NFTs. And it does not include people who then went on to purchase the zoo coin, the uh, mm, uh, unstable, shall we say, uh, <laughs> coin that uh, was involved in the game. Uh, oops. So even though somewhere around $10 million was wrapped up in the scheme, at least 1.3 of it will be refunded to purchasers. Well, so. well, well, well. There's a little bit more to that story than that. So, Hit me up. Um, okay. So Logan Paul comes out and puts forward his uh, three-point plan to basically make the pit people that uh, invest in CryptoZoo whole. He comes forward. He says, uh, first of all, we're going to finish this according to the white paper. <laughs> that we released. He did yeah, just pull out the white paper. He did that. I love the idea of like Logan Pauly sitting up all night, like typing away on his computer, gotta make the white paper happen. Oh, I love that visual. Anyway, he's got white paper, y'all. And uh is gonna get him. released uh, according to that. Additionally, um, he's also going to 
Um, what were the other things? It was the $1.3 million thing. And there was one other thing to make people whole. What was oh, it? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. It, it, it's so small, it doesn't matter. The, the, but this is why this is not particularly a credible plan, in my view. So first of all, this only happens. Uh, you only get your money back if you never hatched any of these eggs and you held on to it and you never sold it which is going to be a very, very, very small portion of the people that pumped money into CryptoZoo. Um, and there was actually some uh, server messages that came out that CoffeeZilla uh, basically reported on in a follow-up video of Logan being like, yo, uh, it's not my problem if you sold early. It's not my problem if you hatched it, you know? Uh, you know, I'm not getting caught up in anyone else's poor decision-making anymore. I'm not gonna he be said, I'm not going to be a scapegoat. Scapegoat, yeah. <laughs> And, As the person responsible for promoting this. I mean, I mean, yes, but at the same time, like some people who maybe bought speculatively without even knowing any use case or any part of it who are gonna I, I don't know. I here's what I, we'll, we'll get into that. Brief finish yeah. your your explanation. No, so, so you know, this is the problem with it. It is not gonna make those people whole, basically. And you know, furthermore, there's an additional lawsuit that's being uh, pursued by a separate judge. One of the things you agree to when you uh, signed up for CryptoZoo is a document saying that you would uh, uh, you would uh, not work with others in like a, a group class action lawsuit that every single thing <laughs> would have to get adjudicated individually. There's a lawyer that is sworn to take Logan Paul to court <laughs> over each and every single one of these claims, and I love him for $100,000 to $100. He's taking it all down to the Delaware Chancery Clerk, y'all, courthouse, y'all. And it's going to be a big old hoedown. So I uh, cannot <laughs> wait for that. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of the situation. I don't find this very credible. I think he's gotten a lot of uh, blowback from CoffeeZilla and a lot of other people. What I find so stunning is, look, this dude's ultimately an actor. You know, and he comes out there and he's putting one face forward to the world with his apology video where he's like, oh, yeah, yo, thank you, CoffeeZilla. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for making me do this. And then in his discourse, the next second, right, holding me accountable. And then he's like, I'm not your scapegoat anymore. I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah, I, I feel two kind of ways about this, which I think Christina was kind of alluding to. One is... One of which is like, obviously, from my perspective, I believe that he went into this viewing the game as a way to pump, shall we say, Absolutely. people for money and then dump the whole scheme. It, it, mm -hmm. it, just to pull some words out of thin air there. Um, that being said, I, I, I don't know. The idea of giving, of, of people being owed refunds is I, I it's not that i think they don't deserve them because obviously like what happened was terrible that being said i i don't know if it's like a refund situation as much as it is a like take this guy to court situation because if if i invested in some freaking scheme i wouldn't be owed a refund by the criminal who robbed me i would be suing that person and I, I i don't know the idea that refunds are the thing that's going to make it right is kind of uh it doesn't sit right with me christina how do yeah. you feel yeah i kind of feel that way but i also kind of feel and i'm in a weird position i don't want to defend logan paul and i'm <laughs> not because i think that the guy is you know obviously took advantage of people but i also think that they're everybody involved in this to a certain degree there is some personal culpability because i think a lot of the people who invested the most money absolutely were in this because they saw an angle and 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 not because they were necessarily coerced into it and maybe even made decisions that were not in their financial interest at all because they thought they could get one over on something. This is just I'm sorry but it, but if you're if you're putting $80,000, $450,000, whatever some of these yeah. massive amounts into these <laughs> things, you're not doing it because you know, you have like everlasting faith in Logan Paul. You do it because you think that you're going to make a load of money off of this. Sorry yeah. to make you no, uh, write good. something down. Like th that, that's what, that's why you're doing this. It's the same way where one of the the guys that was one of CoffeeZilla's sources, you know, who um, had been secretly buying the tokens and was a really just like completely corrupt guy too. So like, I think everybody involved in this, even the so-called victims, many of them are also 
like I'm, I'm rolling my eyes at. So at a certain point, I do kind of feel like, yeah, if he's going to give refunds to a certain degree, that's more than most people get because I don't know how much people were really misled and how much they just wanted to believe stuff that wasn't true. And another point, it's kind of like, I don't necessarily trust if he's doing these buyback things that some of the people who were in this of their own volition and, you know, pretty much knowing exactly what they're getting into and they just weren't able to get the rug pull fast enough wouldn't try to take advantage of the situation is all I'm trying Quick to say. Question. I try to feel like everybody sucks here. Does anyone <laughs> yes. know how to, uh, what the hotkey for changing your keyboard's languages on MacBook? Because I've accidentally <laughs> switched to the Russian keyboard and I can't get out. <laughs> I thought you knew Russian. Yeah, but I can't type Christina's name in Russian. <laughs> I'm trying to take notes. <laughs> Um, I'm uh, looking this up now. I think you're on um, your own. I can't even find the colon. <laughs> okay, choose choose the, the Apple menu, go to system settings, and then click on keyboard. There's a keyboard shortcut for it, though. I, I will do what you're telling me. I'll do what you, you're telling me. I know, me, but, I, I, but, but I don't have, I, I'm not able to look that up for you right now. Okay, that's okay. Thank you so much. I will fix this. Um, Yes, I I, you have to I don't think feel in as Russian. Just think in I have Russian. To think in Russian. Help. Um. Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, I don't feel <laughs> perhaps a, as um negative about it as you, Christina. But I I I, I am leaning towards I think that that side of it, which is to say, like obviously there are people here that were victims of a scam. But like, uh, that's all investment. That's all investment. So I don't know, Brianna. What do you think about it? I'm I'm a hundred percent with. Uh, I'm opposed to you, Christina. I think if Logan <laughs> Paul tells you that, uh, look, I have a cryptocurrency scam going on, I think you go cash out your. This is financial advice, by the way. Cash out your four hundred one k. You know, take go go get a payday loan, uh, a car title <laughs> loan. <laughs> Put all of your money on it. Sign over your house. Yes. Do all that. I that do it. Day. It's it's a surefire thing. If you can't trust Mr. Paul, who can you trust in this world? This is true. If you can't if you can't trust Jake Paul's brother, who can you trust? Oh my God. <laughs> Did you fix your keyboard? I think if you press the function key, that will pull it up. God. <laughs> It's fine. We're just going to roll with it for now. I can't figure it out. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Don't trust Logan Paul is my main takeaway. I'm sorry. I'm so distracted by the fact that I keep trying to type Christina's name and I keep getting freaking Cyrillic characters. How did this happen? How? I know how to do this on my iPad because with the smart keyboard. Right. Like, you can, you can, I know the keyboard, I know how to do it, like, reflexively, but... I cannot I think figure it out. Function, I'm so sorry. I think you're pressing the the function key and then like to oh no that's that's oh that's when you go to the keyboard settings. Never what mind. I, I don't know why you can't spell Christina's name in Russian because I think this that's probably saying. the best okay. interpretation I th- I, I, it's, of it's Christina's name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good point. I will painstakingly try to remember by looking at my English keyboard where the Russian characters are, and I will type Christina's yes. name in Russian. Oh, That's there, gotta there be we go. the title, just Christina, but in Russian <laughs> Christina <characters>. in Russian. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it. Okay, anyway. Wow. Logan Paul, we don't trust you. Please don't sue us. Moving on to today's dessert. Another potential um, scam-esque situation. Ooh. Financial company J.P. Morgan Chase is suing the founder of a fintech startup that it acquired in 2021, alleging that the founder, Charlie Javis, lied about its uh, about the uh, company's user base and about success. About everything. About everything. <laughs> yeah, about everything. That company is Frank. Uh, it gave access to software that was supposed to simplify the process of taking out student loans. Frank attracted interest from prominent VCs. However, J.P. Morgan Chase uh, is saying that they were lied to about Frank having 4 million users using Frank's tools. Allegedly, according to J.P. Morgan Chase's lawsuit, uh, Javis created a list of fake customers, complete with addresses, birthdays, and other personal information, uh, and that Frank only ever had like a max of 300,000 users at a time. Excitingly, Charlie Javis has filed a countersuit against J.P. Morgan Chase, claiming... She was terminated in bad faith 
and that the company had launched a groundless investigation into her conduct to deny her compensation for the acquisition. According to that suit, J.P. Morgan Chase wanted to nebulously, and here is where the reporting was very unclear to me, do bad things with students' data, then after acquiring the company, realized that they couldn't, in fact, because of student privacy laws, and then did whatever was necessary to renege on the deal. Um, famously, Charlie Javis was named one of Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2019 uh, for founding this very company, at which point she told Forbes that Frank had served 300,000 students. In a LinkedIn post two years later, uh, when the acquisition happened, uh, she claimed that 5 million students had been served by Frank, which you might notice is a number that is higher than the number that she told J.P. Morgan Chase uh, during the acquisition after they had asked to see customer records proving how many people use the service. Wow, a 30 under 30 alum under fire here in the news. I love, I love this <laughs> so, so much. So I, uh, look, if you want to play with the big boys, if you want to play with the fraud major uh-huh. leagues at Rocket, you got to bring better game than this. You're going up against the fl- the fake <gasps> blood test machine lady, and you're talking about some student loan scam. I I want better from the thirty under thirty. You're younger. You've got like weird stuff going on. <laughs> like I expect better than this, and I'm very disappointed. Um. I'm not. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think they should always strive for more because, frankly, that's what we want. We want them to 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 give us more. But I do kind of love this just because it might not be as audacious as fla- as fake um, blood testing machines, but it's like up there with like Billy McFarlane and Anna Delby in terms of uh, uh, document forgery, which is my favorite part of this. Sure. So, so what she did, uh, or what they alleged that she did is that she hired a guy from, first she tried to get one of her own data scientists to create a bunch of fake user accounts because she told J.P. Morgan Chase that she had a certain number of users. Turned out she had not even a tenth of that amount. And she was like, okay, well, if we're going to sell this thing, then I better manufacture a bunch of users. So she needed to be able to basically show them probably a database table and, and to get it through an audit. And they asked, first they were like, hey, l- let's take a look at this. She's like, you can't. Privacy stuff. Um, you have to have an outside <laughs> auditor. So then she tries to get one of her employees, a data scientist, to create like 5 million fake records. And he's like, I'm not doing this. I think that this might be like against the law. <laughs> but then another guy was like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll help. And then um, uh, and that for guy the was – <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that guy was apparently some some data science professor from NYU or something. And so she, like, hires him, and she's like, okay, but are people going to be able to tell that, like, these are fake? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, well, you have to fix <sighs> that. So he fixes it, and then he deletes all evidence of his own involvement because he's, like, he's starting to realize, like, dude, I don't want to get tagged for this. So she turns over the fake data, but then she realizes, man, if they look at this too closely, this is probably not going to be good. So then she just buys like five million email addresses from some 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 data broker. And JP Morgan Chase, they buy the company, you know, they go, they go through the process, they make her president of student something or another. And then they start to try to like send out emails, you know, to people who have presumably used the Frank product to maybe get more information and whatnot. And almost all of them come back returned to sender. And because it turns out they're all basically fake or junk or whatnot. So these were not qualified leads. So part of the reason they bought the company and, and paid $175 million for it was to acquire 5 million leads um, of, of people who were potentially already in you know, the financial services thing through loans or other things. Like that, that's why they bought this. And 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 also potentially for the the you know software that was supposed to help the the sign-up process or whatever. But, but I honestly, I think the, the biggest thing was they wanted to acquire this number of leads. And then it turns out the leads are bad. And uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is not a company you mess with. That's what is, Ooh, that's what, right. I, that's why I have to give her a little bit of credit because like, this is some Anna Delby, this is some Elizabeth Holmes stuff to take on one of the biggest like banks. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you're not just taking on like, small price like you're taking on jp freaking morgan okay like, yeah i i'm with you i respect i respect the punching above her weight i i do respect that that's a fair point and the the, the document forgery is a, a plus i'm just saying there's no fake russian heiress in this story, this is true you know 
there's no white girl rapper in this story. <laughs> this is and true. There just, is Forbes, know, though. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, there is the 30 And, and the 30. fact that the number that she mentions in the Forbes one is the legit number that was yep. then like, hey, wait a minute. There are only 300,000 people there. That is a, a delicious little twist of fate to me. I totally agree. Also, uh, Forbes did some of the early reporting on this because th- th- these lawsuits have been filed and I guess nobody knew about it and Forbes found the lawsuits. So I have to give Ooh. Forbes, who I don't often give credit to because, you know, like there are very, the quality of Forbes varies. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. It <laughs> Can very I tell much a story, the- a very brief yes. story about the quality of Forbes varying? So yes. I, I saw this story about Elon Musk uh, this week and uh, it was a Forbes link and it comes out. And I'm like, um, and I'm like, wow, the headline sounds like something I would say. And I click the article. And it's literally just three pages of quoting my tweets and my arguments against Elon <laughs> oh, Musk. No. In an or- and look, I fact check <laughs> everything I put on Twitter. I'll stand by it. But if you're Forbes and you're writing an article about Elon Musk and you're sourcing my Twitter talking about China claims and you don't go and like dig a little deeper on that, um, I mean, it, it was my own stuff. I'm like, ooh, this needs some more reporting here. Like, <laughs> Let's have some secondary sources. Yeah. Like, very, oh, no. very oh, bad piece. Yeah. That's very funny. Yes. And on Elon's own Twitter, too. Yes, very you true. bring these claims against him. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I wonder if they have, like, alerts set up for all of their 30 under 30 alums. Oh, I bet they do. there's something in the court system that then pinged them that was like, hey. I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I I know um, I uh, I used to know a guy who um, uh, worked on on that um, section. And I know that, like, the research they would do on that was exhaustive. Like, it truly. Oh, that's cool. And so. um, Well, yeah, because that is, like, a genuine yeah, Th- thing that's that like people get honor. very excited about and take very seriously. I mean, yeah, the fa- I-, I only have one more year to get mine, and and I'm, oh, no. I'm very much no. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it just uh, also uh, another part of this too, which which honestly begs to question in in my mind some of J.P. Morgan's like uh, due diligence and other things. She's been sanctioned by both sides of Congress for uh, misleading people with her startup. Oh and dear! So like both sides both sides of the aisle like sent her like memos in 2020 where they were like you cannot put this sort of stuff like like the FTC sent or something and, and Congress sent her something too where it was like a bipartisan like letter from like finally the aisle where they were like um yo you're making it seem like people can get student aid uh better through your website but um you actually don't follow the guidelines and what you're promising isn't accurate this isn't cool this looks like this is an FTC violation so like this this thing had all kinds of red flags, which does make me question J.P. Morgan. But I, the audaciousness of just buying five million like records, trying to scam the bank, the, the institution, like like literally, <laughs> you're going after the mafia here. Like I'm not even joking. Like genuinely, like what are you doing? Like no, and like, I started like, watching The Sopranos. I know what happens. I, I was gonna say this is this on. is some this is some Soprano stuff, right? Like. Yeah, All you don't right, want to do well, this. We're pretty excited to see this story unfold. We always welcome a new um, financial uh, fraudster. Yeah, for a little fraud into into our house here at Rocket at Relay FM. Okay, let's talk about what we are up to this week. Brianna, what are you up to? Oh my goodness, what am I up to this week? Uh, I'm completely rebuilding my office. Uh, so right. one of the things we were talking about before the show is um, I, 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 I've been on a huge retro kick lately um, with uh, uh, this awesome PVM that I got. And I've got, um, I picked up a Sega Saturn, a Sega Dreamcast, in addition to you know my NES, Super Nintendo, Yay, PlayStation, Japanese PS2. So I've got all these different systems. The problem is I don't want to like go and you know dig through a box and get out uh, you know component cables or RCA cables every single time I, I play. So um, I went and spent a bunch of money at IKEA and I got a standing desk and on my wall with my computer I got a ton of IKEA cubes. And in every single one of these little cubes, it's going to have a system from the past. 
And then that's going to wire its way into the television first, then over to my PC for capturing speed runs. And then it's going to go to my actual television in here. So like when I'm just casually playing, I can do that on the couch. So this is huge because I had to take my entire office apart. I had to like screw like, you know, 30 cubes into the studs on my wall. <sighs> I had to get rid of all my old furniture in here and I'm having to redo my my lighting setup. And I've got to go through the attic and like rerun all my Ethernet cables. So this is a massive project that I'm working on. And Frank has been very sweet to help me out. But uh, I've got to get that done before I'm a guest on Twit this week. So it's gonna, <laughs> I'm under the gun. I'm under the gun. This sounds like it's going to have an amazing payoff. I think so. I think so. Christina, what about you? What are you up to? Well, first of all, I'm so jealous. That sounds like I've had this dream my whole life of having a video game museum in my house where I would have a system connected to like an era-appropriate television. And mm-hmm. this seems like the closest to that. So I'm very jealous, but I'm, I cannot wait to see the, the photos or to see video of it when it's done. Um, I am going to Las Vegas with my mom. Ooh, so I fly for out. For Adele? For Adele. So I fly out and... I. In less than 12 hours, I will be at the airport. Oh, my God. Um, and so uh, I'm going to – so we are, we're going to Vegas tomorrow. I'm, I will meet my mom in Vegas. Um, and then we're, we're staying at the at the uh, Venetian or the Palazzo. Um, I've got us tickets to the, the, the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show. We're going to Adele on oh Saturday. She's never been to Vegas. And oh, my so, goodness. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get to experience that as a tourist for the first time in God knows how long. So I'm I'm really, really excited. And the concert should be great. But I'm mostly just excited to be able to like, I get to take my mom to Vegas. I get to take my mom to Adele. It's so, so much fun. So it's great. That's so yeah. exciting. Aw. I I hope that you guys have so much fun. I want, when is you two going to start their residency there? No joke. That's going to be the thing because, that takes me to Vegas. Yeah, because cause they're doing it. And aren't they doing it? And isn't there going to be like Formula One race like in the same weekend? It, it's not confirmed if they'll be in the same weekend. They could be because um, U2 is doing like several dates in 2023. But I don't think they've announced the actual dates yet. Um, but it's going to be like several need- short residencies. I'm not going to the Vegas F1 race. It's so exorbitantly expensive. It's one of those like events. I really wanted to. Why can't you get to. a press pass and I then cover say, it for Polygon? can get you a press yeah. pass. For our podcast? No, no, for, for Polygon. Polygon. Oh, for Polygon. So you want to compare it versus uh, what was yes. the Dreamcast game? Uh, F one. No, it's a PS five game. F one uh, manager. No, you want, uh, even you want easier. To compare just, the two. And even I easier. Just compare it to Bono for the day. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Totally, no, no, but, but honestly, genuinely, you could get Polygon to do it because you could compare it to the home racing setups, the home rigs. <gasps> and I bet, oh, I bet you could even. Get, I bet you could even get interviews with some of the lesser teams, and they would talk to you. Like some other people would talk to you. I know they would because they used to talk to me. So they would definitely talk to you who actually cares about these things. It we could, could get happen. you a press pass. Polygon will not pay for it. But if I could get a press pass, no, if you could, no, I no, would pay again, for it you, out of pocket. You, that's what I'm we saying. We have fine. friends of the show that can help you with this. I, yeah. So can we make Genuinely. this our like, 2023 mission is get yeah, someone we to do. Vegas? We need I to get will, you to Vegas. I will write her tonight if you want me to. I would love to go to Vegas for the F1 race. Okay. Yeah, no, we need to... We need to just get you um, a, a press pass, and then we will take care of getting you there. So let's all 100%. work on that. Because, I, I look, you need to be there. Ideally, Bono needs to be there, too. And then it'd be like the weekend of Simone. I'm just saying, I like... Bol- I need two Bonos. I need to have a totally. double Bono weekend. I'm just Absolutely. saying. <laughs> wow, this is so exciting. Uh, what I'm doing this week is uh, remembering that I had set up Caps Lock on my MacBook keyboard <laughs> to switch... From Russian to English. So I have confirmed (laughs) by going into my keyboard settings, uh, which I accessed by clicking the Apple icon, system preferences, and then keyboard. I then learned amazingly that when I set up, installed the Russian keyboard, I made caps lock the key to switch it. And apparently I've just pressed that. And that is why my keyboard switched to Cyrillic. I think... I can speak for all of us when I say, like, I am super honored to have had the opportunity to learn something like this from my past (laughs) self. Uh, What she was doing, it was so advanced for her time. And I'm just sad that she's not with us today. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> she's died. To, uh, okay. to be fair, though, who uses their cap locks key in twenty? This is what I'm saying. Right? No, totally. It's a very good thing to actually swap it with. Yeah, like, that's actually a great thing to swap it that's with. Very I smart. would love to hear from Rocket listeners because I, I I believe we are universal, and if we want to do caps, if even if it's for a long sentence, I frankly I hold down shift. Absolutely, I hold down shift and I type. Who I would love to hear from you if you are a person who toggles with caps lock to all caps yeah. and then toggles off again. Um, also, would love to know from people what do you remap your caps lock key to? That that would be Ooh, what I would be would yeah. like to hear about because I have a feeling more people do that. So, what what do you remap your caps lock key to? Because mm-hmm. some of us have multi language keyboards, apparently that we forgot about. Okay, uh, hey uh, Brianna, where can we find you online? I find me on Twitter, Brianna Wu. And Christina? You can find me at film underscore girl um, on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, at film underscore girl at mastodon.social. Although, man, I mean, these things might change. I don't know. We are all Maybe trying to learn to use Mastodon. We're all trying to learn to use Mastodon. It, it is what it is. Uh, but film underscore girl on uh, most places. You can find my videos that I do at work at youtube.com slash GitHub. And yeah, my I will be doing a Christina's Hotel uh, Room Tours tomorrow. Um, uh, so you'll get to Hotel see the suite with mom? Venetian. Is your mom going to be mom. there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, Good. so it's, it's <laughs> wow. so it's going to be Christina, Christina, uh, Christina's hotel tourist featuring her mom. Um, tune into that. and, and so, uh, so yeah, so be sure to turn into the gram for that because that's like the best. And you can find me on the internet everywhere at doom quasar. I'll be streaming tomorrow on Twitch at twitch.tv slash polygon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rocket. Uh, if you are a boosty, a subscriber to our membership program, you are about to hear Christina tell us about the price of Glee, a discovery series that is apparently bad, question mark. Mm. Mm, can't wait to find out. It's going to be juicy. Uh, if you are not a boosty, you can learn more at relay.fm slash membership. And of course, you, any listener is so welcome to leave a five-star review for our podcast on whichever platform you deem it best to leave a five-star review on. But traditionally, uh, Apple Podcasts is where people like to do that. That helps people find the show. It helps boost our profile. Helps Simone get a press pass. <laughs> I won't use that as a selling point because I don't think anyone cares about that. But oh, if you they get care. me a freaking press pass to the Las Vegas Grand Prix, I will provide such coverage for you. I will come up with a... I will record for this show. I will bring my recorder. Don't make me take out my little special press recorder. I will bring it to the Grand Prix. I will be recording everything um, <laughs> for our boosties. No, I'll do that for anyone, anyone who asks. Uh, okay, that's the end of our show. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.